I'm going to get started right now. <laughs> I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. I feel him in an atmosphere. God is doing a lot yeah. and talking a lot. Why? Because a lot of people are praying. It's a lot going on. Yeah. People are praying, calling on the name of the Lord. God is sending answers. He's sending revelation. Mm -hmm. He's sending counsel. He's sending discipline, reproof, yeah. correction. That's good. At this time. And this is a time that the whole world gets together to say thanksgiving uh, unto the Lord. And I had to do the invocation, opening prayer uh, Sunday at my church. And uh, I was just, I had been praying and seeking God because I'm praying for Israel and everything. And I've just been in prayer and uh, praying in tongues because uh, the, the that way, my mind ain't trying to tell me what to pray. It's the Spirit making perfect prayer for me. And He doesn't miss. He, he is specific and reach the target every time. And I was in prayer. And uh, this was beforehand because I always ask the Lord, what you want me to pray for? And the Lord, He didn't just say it to me, but I felt this. We ain't going to ask God for nothing. That's good. We ain't going to go begging and crying to him for nothing. Because he's already done great things for us. And many of us, many of us that he did the most for, we go to church and we can't even lift up holy hands and say thank you. I told the, I told the congregation, we're going to praise God today. And we ain't going to ask him for a dime. Because he... Given us all things richly Thanks. to enjoy. All things. It's already ours. It's already done. Many times we 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 in a babyhood state where we always beg mama 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 mm. instead of receiving and taking authority over what he's already given us. Uh -huh. Or if it's healing, be strong in your healing. Don't just wince and and, and collapse at every little pain. Hey. Hmm. Yeah. If you've been called to an office, be that. This is no game. And like we say, this is the last time. And so, honey, I pr we praised him and thanked him the whole time. We praised him for his excellent greatness. Yeah. We praised him for his mighty acts. We praised him in the sanctuary. Yeah. We lifted up holy hands without wrath and doubting. We declare that he is great and greatly to be mm. praised. Amen. We claim that his kingdom ruleth over all. Yeah. And that he's a mighty God, an everlasting father. Yeah. That he is our glory and the lifter. We gave him the praise. We didn't go asking for anything. Amen. Yeah. Why? He's already given us all things richly to enjoy and then he tell us how to get it we don't have to be no more babes and yeah. children in the kingdom of god when are we going to grow up how long we don't have long much time now these are last hours last hours 
And if you're going to do something, if you're going to be something, you better do it now. Because when that, when this earthly house, this earthly life that we live right now is over, nah. we say in Hebrew, after death, judgment. There's no more work you can do under the sun anymore. It's over. Whatever you're going to do, you better do it now. Yes. Because night when night comes, nobody working. And we better redeem this time. Redeem the time. We better think hard about what we doing and how we living and how we are treating mm. our Father. Amen. This is not a test. This is not a game. This is real. Turn with me back to Song of Solomon 5 and 2. I have some more information. But I want you to take this serious. When you go to your Thanksgiving dinner Thursday, somebody better thank the Lord. It ain't all about that turkey and meal. You eat that stuff and it comes out to drop. But only what you do for Christ will last. Yeah. And some of you do not have authority over your household, and you let your household run your house, and you're supposed to be born again. And sometimes you don't even say thank you over the Thanksgiving dinner. You're so busy with the game and playing and all of this kind of stuff. But you better stop what you're doing on Thanksgiving and tell everybody to be quiet. We're going to give God thanks for all that he's done for us. Thank him for bringing us out of darkness into the light. Thank him for making provision for us to eat. Thank him for giving us a, a digestive tract that can enjoy and digest our food. Give him thanks. Thank him. Don't take it lightly. Amen? Give him the thanks for shelter, for food, for clothes. For shoes, for durable transportation. There are some people right now that do not have a house. Uh-huh. They out sleeping in the cold. Mm -hmm. Maybe under a tent. Maybe in an alleyway. Maybe in a storefront door. They don't have a house. Give them Thanksgiving for your house. They don't have no food. Nobody's making a Thanksgiving dinner for them. Some of them don't have families. Ain't nobody coming to their house. Or going to be with them to comfort them. Or even elderly people. They don't have nobody to comfort them in their old age. Or to help them when they get older and lose strength and can't do everything. Now is the time to give God thanks. Don't get caught up into this world system. Yeah. And let the world design how your Thanksgiving day is going to be. And Christmas. And New Year's. No. Uh-uh. You let God ordain your thanksgiving. You let God ordain your Christmas. You let God ordain your uh, New Year's. And I guarantee you, if you follow God's instruction yeah. during these holiday seasons, January 2024, you will not be broke. Glory. Because he knows how to cause you to profit. He knows how to cause you to inherit substance. He knows how to fill your treasures. Don't let the world dictate to you yeah. about Christ's birth, 
I see all the decorations there. They, they never mention Christ at all. That's the devil's design for Christmas. Don't allow the devil to design your Christmas. You get the truth. Ask God how to design your Christmas day, your Thanksgiving day, your New Year's. Ask God, Lord, what do you want us to do? Yeah. Do you want us to go broke and buy a bunch of gifts that, that people ain't going to even use? Some of them going to uh, return. Is that what you call Christmas? <laughs> and I'm not the Grinch. <laughs> but I know wisdom. Wisdom is crying in the streets at the places of Concord and say, come in here. Come, you simpletons that love simplicity. I will pour out my spirit. You will be the head and not the tail, above yeah. only and not beneath. You won't be begging and crying because you broke if you listen to me. If you take the truth and sell it not. Buy the truth about Christmas. Sell it not. Don't give in to, to the world uh, design about what it ought to be. Let's get the truth and say, Lord, we're going to surround our Christmas about around your truth and how you say we should do it. And I guarantee you to be the best Christmas ever. Amen. Love not the world. Yeah. Neither the things that are in the world. I want to see. All that's in the world. The lust of that's the flesh. Good. I mean, it's glamorous. Right. The lust of the eye. I mean, everybody got on bling bling. Yeah. The lust of the flesh. Everybody want to get a brand new car. That's the world. It's not of the Father. It's of the world. And guess what? Next year, this time, it's going to be the same thing because yep. the world is passing away. And the lust. That's good. But they that do the will of God shall abide forever. You'll still have your lights on when people have to get their gas turned off because lack of payment. Mm -hmm. You'll still have food on your table when people don't have enough money to buy food. Mm -hmm. When the storm comes, he will be a bridge. He will be an umbrella over you. If you commit your way unto the Lord. Amen. Just wanted to share that with you. I know that uh, the Holy Spirit, which is wisdom, is crying during this time. Yeah. Especially during the holidays. It tells us in Proverbs that wisdom is crying out to you. Say, here, listen to me. Uh -huh. I'll tell you how to do this thing. If you commit it unto me. And you will have joy. You will have peace. You'll be able to sleep at night. You'll be able to teach your children truth. What it's really about. And then you won't have to be dealing with, well, so-and-so got this and so-and-so got that. No. Teach them the truth about the whole thing. And tell them. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. He is the right way. He is the light of the world. He is the way. There's no other way. You know, that road to destruction is wide. Yeah, and yeah. many there be that go Maybe. in there at. A lot of folk going down that road. Yeah. But the way of light is narrow. 
you know, it's disciplined. You know, it, it is given wisdom here and wisdom there. And, and, and it's a shame that only few going to find it. But I tell you, buy the truth and sell it not. That's what I'm hearing the Holy Shanda. Buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Song of Solomon 5 and 2. We're going back here because there's meat in uh -huh. this. And the Lord gave me some more meat. And it says, Song of Solomon 5 and 2. I sleep, but my heart waketh. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh, saying, Open to me. The voice of my beloved is the bridegroom. Here. The word of God. Yeshua HaMashiach. He said to his bride, Open to me, my sister or my kindred. All right? My love. He calling you my love. Hallelujah. My friend. My companion. My dove. Amen. He calling you my dove. <laughs> and you find that in Song Solomon 2.14. It said, in the secret places of the stairs. And that means that there's a veil between him and you. Because... You are in the natural and he's in the spirit. Not right now, but not always. Now, what the Lord was telling me is that this bride is, is even though it's in the old covenant, it's the body of Christ. His bride, he's talking to his bride. The ecclesia, the called out assembly. And she is sleeping right now. She's sleeping. When she's sleeping at this time, her spirit is awake. See, your spirit never sleeps. It's like the same spirit that God raised from the dead. It quickens your body. And he never sleeps and he never slumbers. He's a spirit. And he gave you his, the spirit of his son into your spirit. So you are one. So your soul, spirit, never sleeps. But she's sleeping right now. And he's talking to her. And he said, my head is filled with dew. This word dew is God's light and life. His spiritual life. His sparkling light or living water. He said, my head, my head or the chiefest place of me is filled with Zoe, God's life, and my hair, amen, which is like the pure wool. It says, with the drops of the night. Now, his hair represents wisdom, knowledge, understanding, strength. And warfare. This is what he talking to. His, his, his bride is asleep. But he's talking to her spirit. And imparting it to her spirit. According to Song of Solomon uh, 5 and 4. Watch this. My beloved. Which is the bridegroom. 
This is the bride now speaking. My beloved put in his hand. That's the word yad, Y-A-D, and it means power. He put in his dunamis, his direction by the hole of the door. Remember, we have the cord of life, the silver cord that's attached to uh, Abba Father and attached to us. That cord is never to be broken. Hallelujah. And I've showed you um, various diagrams of it. And uh, I'm just going to throw it out here. Uh, it, we've seen this over and over. Just take a good glimpse. It's that cord that connects God the Father, Abba Father, to mankind. Everybody has. It got snapped in the Garden of Eden, but if you get born again, it's recreated. So he's talking to the body of Christ right over here in Song of Solomon. She's sleeping, but her spirit is awake. It never sleeps. My beloved, the man I love, my darling, my dove, my love, thrust his hand or extended his hand through the opening. See, there's an opening in, in mankind. There's an opening. Wherein this silver cord is attached. Is attached to an opening in mankind. Of the hole of the door. Uh, and they call it gate. A gateway. Uh, an entryway into man's soul. That silver cord. Uh, is attached to an entryway into man. Amen. And sometimes it's called. Uh, a cavity or a network or the womb of the morning the womb of the morning you find that in Psalms 1, 10 and 3 the womb of the morning morning always me means dawn or daylight or where the light is and it says and my bowels were moved see body of Christ, we got to learn the terminology of the kingdom. You might say, well, what does that mean? You should know what it means if you've been born again more than five or six years. Bowels means the innermost being, the part of you that uh, has feeling, the will, the motion, the touching there. Uh, it's the part of you that has your soulish realm, your personality, your mind, your will, your intellect. It says, and my bowels, my inner being was moved for him. Amen. It was moved. We talked about that that word moved is the same word. Genesis 1 and 2, where the Spirit of the Lord moved. That word is rakoff. And it means to distribute his spiritual energy. So what he's doing is distributing his spiritual energy. Now, and this is done, now I, I got to go here. To 
we talked about that time of sleep when God does this. And we talked about the delta. There's four stages. The beta, the alpha, the theta, and the delta. The delta is a state of deep sleep. It's a state when you're dreaming. It's a state where God is dealing with your subconscious. Not your conscience. Your subconscious mind. Did you know that your mind had a subconscious? Amen. The deepest, deepest depth of your mind. Amen. Is where God can change your temperament and behavior without you even knowing it. It's the Delta realm. Many of you probably going to experience this since I'm bringing it to light. You're going to experience that realm of dreaming and God is going to be dealing with you. And my prayer is, is that when God deals with you in that rim state or that dreaming or delta state that it will speak to you when you wake that you will remember what he said that you will obey what he said because let me just tell you this uh, during that time there is a certain chemical that is released and this chemical is called melatonin M-E-L-A T-O-N I am. And it is a chemical that switches off your motor, you know, movement during that delta sleep. It controls your motor or your movement nerves. It switches them off during that time. And the nerve pathways in the brain they will prevent your muscles from moving. Melatonin is active during a dreaming state or the REM sleep, resulting in temporary paralysis of your body so you do not physically act out your dreams during that time. Uh, this it's called muscle relaxation or sedation. That's what mel melatonin does. It relaxes your muscles and sedates you. It sends messages to the pineal body of a gland. That's in your hippocampus. It's a part of the brain. Which tri triggers this chemical melatonin. Normally during this period you can't write, read, or actually speak during. Now you'll hear voices, but your natural mouth, tongue, breath won't be speaking. It'll be the spirit realm speaking. You'll hear voices. You'll hear instruction during this time. And uh, this is what we're going to talk about because I have to share this with you so you will understand uh what happens and I and I think I told you that he impart wisdom understanding experiences strength warfare all right to you during this time 
Praise the Lord. Now, I want you to turn over to Proverbs. Because it gives you an idea of what happens. Proverbs uh, 2 and 10. For those of you that have your Bibles. And it says, we're going to read 2, 10, and 11. This is what happens during that REM sleep when God started imparting wisdom into you and knowledge unto you. Also, he does warnings. I'm going to get to that uh, <clears throat> in, the, in a little while. That's uh, in Job 33. We're in, uh, I want you to, next we're going to go to uh, Job 33, 14 to 18. But for now, we're going to do Proverbs 2 and 10. <clears throat> now it says, when wisdom entereth, when wisdom entereth, say that with me. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, there it is, that soulish realm again. When God's wisdom enter into your heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. Heart and soul is interchangeable. Discretion shall preserve thee. Understanding shall keep thee. When wisdom entereth into your soul, this is the word discretion and it's a uh, Hebrew, M-E-Z-I-M-M-A-H. And it means integrity, uprightness, behavior, or speaking in such a way as to avoid offense, tactfulness, caution, sensitivity, diplomacy, carefulness. It will preserve you. Or guard you, keep you, protect you. Wisdom entereth in. See, a lot of times people do not take the time to allow God to enter in. Like he said in Revelations 3 and 20. Before, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Just like he did with uh, his bride. He knocked. And she opened the door. Uh -huh. See right here. I sleep, but my heart wakes. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh. <laughs> All right. In verse Song of Solomon 5 5, I rose up to open to my beloved, and my hands dropped with myrrh. Myrrh always represents bitterness or perfume uh, with fire. They use it for the incense with frankincense. And it, and it represents resurrection. And my fingers with sweet-smelling myrrh. That is the liquid myrrh mixed with frankincense. Frankincense always represents Christ's righteousness. All right? Upon... A, I rose up to over to my beloved, and my hands dropped. It oozed with myrrh, pure myrrh. And my fingers grasped 
what I grasp with with sweet smelling or the choices sweet scented myrrh or liquid myrrh mixed with frankincense upon the handles of the lock the bolt of the door see God works in cooperation with you it's no sense to say well God is going to do it all no he has to do it with your cooperation you have to play your part in here you got to open your door for wisdom amen you got to receive uh, discretion and once you receive it then you have to obey it you have to do what it actually does you know he can give it to you you can lead a horse to the water but you can't make him drink it and, and uh, once it gets into you then it will empower you to do that very thing it says when wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant uh, to thy soul discretion integrity uprightness behaving or speaking in such a way as to avoid offense to people tactfulness caution sensitivity diplomacy carefulness shall preserve you if you obey understanding shall keep thee it says in proverbs 19:11 the discretion of a man deferreth his anger See, if you know how to be integral and upright, when people do things to you, you, you know how to not allow it to bother you or to cause you to say things that you will regret or cause you to do things that you'll be sorry for or may get you imprisoned or in trouble. When you have discretion, you know, caution, sensitivity, Carefulness, uprightness. The discretion of a man defer or it will deter his anger. And it is his and it is and it is his glory. His glory to pass over transgression. Sometimes you don't have to give the last word every time. Sometimes you don't always have to make sure that everybody know you right. Sometimes you don't have to have input every time a question or a situation comes. You don't always have to have put your input into it. Sometimes it's best just to be quiet. And don't say nothing. Mm -hmm. Especially when tempers arise. Like we do a lot of times when family gatherings get together. Everybody got to insist on his own point of view or opinion. You don't have to let them believe what they want to believe. Especially if they're going to argue and fight with you. What's the point in arguing and fighting with people? When you go home to your house, you're going to do what God tells you to do. You don't have to insist that they hear you or do what you say. Mm -mm. And sometimes... Even if you tell them the truth, they ain't going to believe you. You got to learn how to know when to keep your mouth shut. You got to learn how to know when to, when to uh, defer from acting on a situation. Discretion will preserve you. Amen. 
Understanding. Understanding what's going on in the situation will keep you. Mm-hmm. Why? What it say? To deliver verse 12. To deliver thee from the way of the evil. The evil man, evil woman, from the man that speaketh froward. That word means devious, perverse, dishonest, crooked, wrong, evil, deception. It will deliver you from them. You can go home in peace. You can go home and rest. You don't have to worry about, am I going to wind up in the county jail today? Am I going to have a bullet through my gut? Hmm? You know, or if I, I done made a friend an enemy. It says, when wisdom entereth into thine heart. And knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. Discretion shall preserve thee. Amen. Now, let's go over to uh, Job 33 and 14. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> this is uh, when deep sleep falleth upon a man. Praise God. These are... Things that the Lord is really dealing with me about. Because, baby, beloved, sister, brother, my fellow kinsmen, these are perilous times, dangerous times, deadly times. You got to know how to go in and out. You got to know where to go and where not to go. You know, got to know what time of day to go out and what time of day to stay home. You got to know not to go to that Walmart out there at Beaver Creek at that time of night. Because there's a shooter out there that shot four people. You got to have the wisdom of God. You got to know what the Holy Spirit is saying. Or you will wind up a statistic, you and your father, your children. Now, thinking about that. The man uh, that had the house and a car ran into, he ran into a, an apartment building and then ran into a man's house and they believed that his car uh, pulled the cap off of a gas line and the next thing you know, the apartment building exploded. And at that time of night, it was too dark to even do a search. They waited till the next morning. They found an elderly lady that had got blown up in that house. But if they had had the wisdom of God, God would have warned them. We're going to talk about what God does in the deep sleep of the night. When the visions slumberings upon your bed. When he puts in his power into you and give you instruction. Job 33, 14. Hallelujah. Um, for God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. This word perceiveth is 
Sure, S-H-U-R, and it means he beholdeth, he looketh, he observeth, he regardeth, he surveyeth, he turneth, or he doesn't pay any attention. God speaketh again and again, yet man perceiveth it not. And it says that in a dream, in a vision of the night, I'm not going to tell you every dream that you have comes from God. But everything that you receive, you got to try it, test it to see if it's of God. First John 4 and 1. Every dream, and then sometimes the dreams may look one way, but it's talking about another way. It's talking about another incident. It's talking about something future that's about to happen. But you got to grab it. And you got to put it under the authority of the word of God. See if you can find it in the word. If you can find that dream in the word. Write it down. Run reference with it. Get scripture that are uh, in coordinating with it. Pray to the Holy Spirit. Ask him to give you the revelation of it. Take the time to do this. It could mean life and death under you or your children. I'm sure if that elderly woman had known that her apartment was going to blow up, she would have made arrangements to not be there. Mm -hmm. Those people that got shot out at the Walmart, if they knew that there was going to be a shooter there at that period of time, if they knew it, if they had the wisdom of it, they wouldn't have been a statistic. They wouldn't have been caught up. Uh, <laughs> he said go to Proverbs 9. Well, Proverbs 1. And then we're going to come back. For those of you that have your Bibles. Twenty. Listen, Proverbs one twenty. Wisdom crieth without or outside. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief places of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the openings of the gates, wisdom crieth. This gate is the same gate that we talked about. In uh, Song of Solomon 5 and 4, the hole, <laughs> the, sap, the cavity, she crieth in the gates. Amen. In the city, she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? Everybody that's telling you to go out and do stuff, you better seek God. Before you do anything. Let nobody entice you to do anything. Or say, come on, let's do this. Come on, let's do that. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. Don't, don't let them entice you. If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Don't let people run your life. Or shame you or, 
or, or, or, or make you feel like you ain't part of the gang if you don't do what they say? Uh-uh, no. When they say, come with us, let's wait, lay and wait for blood. Let us lurk privately for the innocent. Say, uh-uh, no. You know why? Because it says in verse Proverbs 1.18 that you are laying in wait for your own blood. Even though you're going to try and take the life of somebody, your life is going to be taken. You can guarantee that. They lurk privately for their own lives. This is wisdom. Let's go back up to 21, 22. How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scornings. And fools hate. Fools hate knowledge. When you start talking to people and they are acting all fools, just shut up. Don't try to insist, say, okay, okay. And go your way, keep your peace, and move on. Because fools hate knowledge, even yours. It says here, Turn you at my reproof or correction. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. This is what uh, Song of Solomon is telling you. The Lord is pouring out his spirit into your heart while you asleep. I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Let's go back to 34 of Job 14. God speaketh once, yea, twice, again and again. Yet man perceiveth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, when you in your bed, sleeping it says 16 then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instruction remember in Revelation 3 at 20 he said any man hear my voice and open unto me I will come in I will enter in I will uh, share my heart I will dine with you. I will come into your house. Your house. Not this brick and mortar. Your house. This earthly house of this tabernacle. 2 Corinthians 5 1. He'll come into your house. Your tent. Where that cord is. He will come in there. Mm hmm. And I will sup with you. I will dine with you. I will share the evening meal. I will fellowship with you. I will restore you. Yeah. <laughs> we got to understand spiritual operation. How God does things. We got to come out of this world. And we got to come into the kingdom. We got to learn those things which are above where Christ sitteth. Not the things, we didn't learn the things of the earth long enough. 
Hallelujah. First Peter 4, 2. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Verse 2 is First Peter 4 and 1 Peter 4 and 3. For the time is past of our life mm. may suffice us to have wrought, look at this, the will of the Gentiles, those that don't have a covenant, those that don't know God, the world. When we walk in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, all about eating, ain't it? And abominable idolatries. That time should be passed in your life. When you got born again. That stuff should be over. It shouldn't be at the forefront of your life. Mm. Banqueting. Lasciviousness. Damnable uh, uh, idolatries. And lust. Excess. Getting drunk. That stuff should be passed. Look here. He said, He openeth, that word means revealeth, whispers a revelation, uncovereth, all right? Speak in your ears, your spiritual ears. See, you asleep. God ain't going to speak to your flesh, He's not going to speak to your mind, He's going to speak to your spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this says, He then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instruction. Watch this. It says, He gives us warnings while we in that Delta realm, rim sleep, rapid eye movement. He instructs us in what we should be learning. He horrifies us with warnings, terrifies us with warnings, scares us with warnings, frightens us with warnings, impresses them upon us. He reproves us, discipline us. He teaches us in the way we should go. He teaches us to profit during these times. He turns us back from doing something bad during this time. See, he's talking to your spirit. Remember? Remember this? Possible. Mm -hmm. I want you to get a close-up. <laughs> a close-up. This is where he's speaking. He's not speaking to your body. He's speaking to your spirit. Amen. He's turning you back from something bad that you're planning. Amen. He's turning you back from some reckless choice you're about to make. Mm. Reckless. Without thinking. Without taking the time to perceive what you're doing. You're just jumping into something. Uh, he keeps you back from an early grave. Mm. Early, do you know there is such thing as an early grave? Where you die before your time. Well, you cut off in the midst of your years. Many times you haven't even learned about living, learned uh -huh. about life at all. 
You haven't learned any wisdom about anything or any knowledge. And you get caught off, cut off because of foolish actions, deeds, and works. That's what he does while you dreaming. Mm. It says in 17 that he may withdraw or break off man from his purpose and hide pride from man. In other words, during this time, while he's uh, ministering you through that hole in your door, through that silver cord, he is commanding that you turn from iniquity. He's commanding that. He's commanding that you turn from wrongdoing. He's commanding that you change your conduct. Yeah. Commanding that you change your actions. While you're in that deep sleep, the slumberings of the night, the visions of the night, in 18, he says, and he keepeth back your soul from the pit. This word keepeth is the Hebrew word shub, S-H-U-B. And it means he calls you back or retrieves you back or try to bring you back or hinder you, yeah. your soul from the pit or from the early grave. He doesn't want you to draw nigh to the pit. He's trying to keep you back from a trap. He's trying to keep you back from corruption. Yeah. He's trying to keep you back from destruction. He's trying to keep you from going down to the pit or perishing by the sword or destroyers or people that will kill you. That's why he, at night, you can't move, you can't talk, you can't say nothing, you can't object. But he opening your ears to hear instruction, guidance, warnings, and trying to hinder you. Now, like we said, we can lead the horse to the water. He can do all of this for you. But it's up to you because you are a free will moral agent to obey. You don't have to obey now. Uh -huh. It says here that he will cause them to change their minds and keep them from pride and warn them of the penalties of sin and keep them from falling into some trap. He will keep you from being proud and arrogant. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have to do nothing. I don't have to obey me. I'm grown. I can do what I want to do. That's pride. That's arrogance. Mm -hmm. uh, it says a wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. Amen. In Job 36 and 9, it says, When that deep sleep comes on them, then he showeth them their work and transgressions that they have exceeded. He will actually show you what you did and that you don't cross the line. You don't went too far. 
He'll show you you don't went too far. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have did that. You owe that person an apology. He'll show you where you have exceeded. Praise God. He also opened your ears, 36 and 10, Job, to discipline and commanded that they return from iniquity. If they, 11, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Verse 12. But if they obey not, they shall perish by the sword and shall die without knowledge. See, God sees the perimeters. He knows where life is and he knows where death is. And he always want to give you life. He wants you to choose life. And that's why this is another way that God, our Lord, our Heavenly Father, will interact with mankind. Even if you saved or lost, he will interact with you. Uh, on our next, I'm getting ready to shut down, but on our next encounter, we're going to talk to you about Abimelech. It's an example of how God dealt with a man in a dream. And he warned him. And how that man repented. He believed God. And it will show you how God had already cursed him. Before he even had a chance to repent. There are certain things you cross the line, automatic curse. Like if you bless Israel, you will be blessed. If you curse Israel... You done already crossed the line. I don't care what you say and how you feel. He said, I will bless them that bless Israel. And I will curse them that curse Israel. So you could go about your way and disobey. Like I said, if you disobey or obey not, you shall perish by the sword. And you shall die without knowledge. And God said that. God said it. Go to Genesis 12. I tell you right there. If you don't know any man lack wisdom, let him ask God. He'll tell you. He'll show you where wisdom is. He will show you how to preserve your life. He will show you how to live long and prosper. As Spock always said. Long life he will satisfy you. And show you his salvation. If you want it. But never forget this. He's not going to make you do anything. He set before you life and death, blessing and curse. And you can't blame nobody but yourself. Amen? He said, choose life that you and your descendants may live. Because many times people hear me carefully. A lot of the decisions that you make and that you take, they have a profound effect on your children. Many times we whoop and, and try to make our kids be obedient and we rebellious ourselves. And they ain't going to do what you say. They're going to do what they see you doing. You might as well accept that. They're going to do what you... If you rebellious, can't tankerous, I know people like that. 
and their children are the same way. They own drugs, on they killing themselves because they watch their parents be rebellious, mm. stubborn, arrogant. They got it from their parents. That's why he said that you and your descendants, you and your descendants may live. He knows that children are going to watch what they see their parents doing and that they're going to imitate their parents, whether it's good or evil. Now, there are times when children will see what their parents do and choose not to go that way. But you can't always guarantee that's going to be you. Mm? Apostle. Yes. I would like for you to say something oh, if you can. Oh, praise God. Uh, well, as you were ministering, you said a few things. But one, uh, one of the things that stood out is dying before your time. Oh, yeah. A lot of people think that when the dead die, mm. those who go to sleep or die, it was their time. That's not always the case. There are some foolish behaviors and pride, selfishness, disobedience to God that will cause you to die before your time. Amen. Going, leaning on your own understanding. All of those mm. things that the Word tells us not yes. to do. Mm -hmm. uh, the things that we do contrary to what God says will cause us to die early. A lot of people don't know that. And everybody that die isn't going to heaven or got their wings, as we hear a lot of people say. That's true. As much as we might want to believe that, and how uh, uh, sensitive folks are about that. You know, we're celebrating birthdays of people who have gone on, and we don't know where they are. I know my mama and my daddy and my brother and my sister looking down from heaven. No, no, that hasn't been. Matter of fact, if you read First Thessalonians, that's why it's important, and you talked about this in the message, to study the scriptures for yourself. Study the word of God. Mm -hmm. First Thessalonians chapter 4 says, those that are asleep, God don't want us to be ignorant. They're asleep. They haven't made it to heaven yet. Because mm -hmm. the Bible says when that trump sound, they're going to rise first mm -hmm. and be caught up in heaven, they're going to get up first. Mm -hmm. and that's a whole other teaching. I don't want to get away from what you were teaching today. But, but so that we understand that there's mm -hmm. a process. Okay. There has to be a rapture. He's going to bring the quick and the dead to him. Oh, praise Amen. God. Amen. Those that died in Christ. Mm -hmm. so, we, so we understand that. But in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, I'm going to read a couple of verses if you don't mind. Amen. Verse 16 it says, it says, be not righteous over much, neither make thyself over, over wise. Why shouldst thou destroy thyself? Be not over much wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why shouldst thou die before thy time? Yeah. Huh? Before thy time. Before thy time. Hmm? Don't, you described it, all this partying and banqueting and brawling and fighting and uh, 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 challenging authority, challenging the pastor, challenging the men and women of God that God has called to serve over your life mm -hmm. that have to give an account. Contradicting, mm -hmm. listening to false doctrine and mm -hmm. following after uh, yeah. a false, the, the, the spirit of Antichrist, mm -hmm. being deceived. Yes. Uh, most of that come from pride. Mm 
-hmm. uh, or your own wisdom, mm -hmm. uh, operating in that. But when we were born again, God gave us a new spirit. Mm -hmm. Oh, glory to God. He gave us a, there's a renewed, a refreshed yes. mind. Yes, uh, That mind that was in Christ is now in you. Mm -hmm. We talk about the hope of glory all the time. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. That hope of glory, Christ in you, is yours. Mm -hmm. You said this in the, in the message today, and you, I hear you say it all the time. We have everything we need. What God wants us to do is use those things that he's been giving us, not the stuff that we've been using time after time after time and failing time after time. If you keep doing what you always done, old timer told me this a long time ago, if you keep doing what you always did, you're going to keep getting what you always got. That's right. Simple. Very simple. If there's no change, nothing changes. That's it. Huh? You're going to continue. It's, it's a form of insanity, they call it. Mm -hmm. Repeating the same thing over and over and over. There's a new way now. Mm -hmm. And God has given that to us. Yes. Uh, so mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't have to, uh, as you talked about, and we talked about before the uh, broadcast, praying and asking God to change my attitude. Change. He did that. Once you got born again, yeah. the change came. That's it. What he said to us is for us to walk in newness of life. We have to walk in that. That's right. God's not going to do that for us. Amen. He's given us the tools and the ability to do it, but you can't lean on your understanding or go back to the old things that yeah. uh, had you in bondage right. or caused you to fail. Mm -hmm. hey, there's a new way now. Yes. Uh, Jesus said, I am the way truth in the life. The, 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 as always, uh, Elder, the study was well. But those, I just wanted to point that out so that people understand that you can die before your time. Yes. Uh, and I ain't just talking about some young buck out there with a gun mm -hmm. doing something foolish. That's automatic. You, you mm -hmm. know, it wasn't his time. Uh, he was, that was a foolish, and it says this. I like uh, that. That's the be not over much wicked, yeah. neither be thou foolish. Mm -hmm. We've been saying this, and, and I thank God for mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, Elder, uh, and the agreement that we have in the word that it's time to put away the foolish things, the childish things. Mm -hmm. Put that stuff away. And if you don't know the way, now more than ever, it's time for you to get into your word. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said this, learn of me. Yes. Come, all who are heavy laden. Mm -hmm. The invitation is still open. Yes. Care how long you've been in Christ, how long you've neglected the truth, now is a perfect time perfect opportunity to redeem the time. Take advantage of this mm -hmm. time because the time is running out. This that's world is passing away. It's going fast. Uh, and going and fast. even a person that's, even a non-believer can see that. Mm -hmm. uh, but those of us that know and see it, even as the word have described it, we see it. We're closer now than ever before. When they said the time is this high time, they said that couple of thousand years ago yeah so imagine how much Close. less time we have now mm -hmm. hey there should be an urgency and you and I talk about it all the time I, I don't I'm not understanding the slowfulness and uh, uh, the, the nonchalant attitude uh, with us the church the I believers don't understand it. I can't, uh, I can't we're just like kind of lackadaisical and we're praying it I posted or reposted something the other day uh, and uh, someone had posted that, a friend of mine, and I reposted it because it said, uh, how is it that you heard him say house, car, promotion, and, you know, money, but you didn't hear him say obey? Mm -hmm. uh, uh -huh. 
humble yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, none. You didn't hear that, <laughs> but you heard him say, "Car, house, money." Mm-hmm. When did we have to not obey God? That's where the church has to be elder. That's we've, true. We forgot the, the pastors and the teachers and the, you know the fivefold ministry. We need to teach that and help yeah. people understand. We must obey God. Yes. Be not conformed to this world. Mm-hmm. You talked about that today. Mm-hmm. Huh? But be transformed by the renewing mm-hmm. of your mind. If I keep doing the same old thing, I'm going to keep getting the same old thing. Mm-hmm. Simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new way. Mm-hmm. A new and living way, yes. the Bible says. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Excellent teaching. I like that. It says, uh, why shouldest thou die before uh, thy time? time? And it said, and it says, the wicked. The wicked. The uh-huh. wicked die before they before die. Before they die. Uh-huh. Don't think that you're going to do evil and prosper from that. Uh-huh. There's no. No, no benefits in that. None. No. No, no, no godly benefits for sure. Mm-hmm. Huh? And even in the natural. Mm-hmm. Huh? You, even if you don't die and you go into jail and then you still cut off from mm-hmm. living. Mm-hmm. What life do you have behind bars? Mm-hmm. Huh? None. Yeah, more corruption. Yes. You're, you're subject to more evil yes. because other evil people are yes. there with you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's another thing. I And I wish I could talk to every young person to say that, what you just said. That why should you cut off your life and wind up in jail? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Why should you choose a road that's going to cut off yeah. your life? Uh-huh. The fruit of your life. Why? Yeah. yeah. When you can easily choose right. Yeah. There's no law against doing right. That's good. None. There's no law Amen. against doing right. But there are laws against doing wrong. Yeah. And there are penalties. Uh-huh. So what is the purpose of yeah. you choosing a road that is going to cut off your livelihood yeah. early? Yeah. Especially when the world is glamorizing this mm-hmm. stuff. They're glamorizing penitentiary, making it seem like it's a cakewalk, or, no. you know, that you that you running things in there. I know some people that's in prison. They think they running stuff. Mm. Uh, they in charge, you know. Mm. They, they, you know, people, you know, doing things for them and all this sort of stuff, and they they calling the shots. You're in prison. <laughs> but all it is. <laughs> so the mind you're being deceived and thinking mm-hmm. that you're the kingpin in mm-hmm. the prisons, mm-hmm. but you're locked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't prosper. You can't really go to and fro and and really be productive, not just for your sake, but for God. Mm-hmm. Letting your light so shine before mm-hmm. men. Your light can't shine in darkness. Mm-hmm. Not not if you're in darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't have the light on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they don't cut your power off. When you that's go to it. penitentiary, that's it. That's it. Uh, you're going to do what they say do, mm-hmm. regardless of what you think you're doing. Yeah. You know, you're not in charge. Yeah, I just wanted to share that. I'm not going to belabor the point. Yeah. But uh, I just wanted to say that's what happened with Nadab and Abihu, uh-huh. Aaron's sons. They yeah. got cut off in their prime. Yeah. And um, who was the other one? Uh, it's Moses' 70 elders. Uh-huh. Or was it 150? My goodness. They got cut off in yeah. their prime. Yeah. And they were elders. Mm. They got cut that's off good. before their time. That's good, though. You gotta, you know, this is what wisdom is crying. She's crying. She's screaming. Yeah. God is even screaming through your whole wisdom, yeah. warning you constantly while you're sleeping and everything, and you don't even 
may not even pay any attention to it. But he is always for life. Yeah. And now is the time. If you don't do nothing during this season, get somewhere, sit out, and meditate and ponder Good. over your paths, your steps. Ponder over them and think about mm. it. And decide how you want to live. How do you want to leave out of this world? In infamy yeah. or with dignity? With a legacy to your children. How do you wanna how do you wanna do this thing? That's good. Because he said the power of death and life yeah, yeah. is in your tongue. You have control. You can choose which way you wanna go. Yeah. Listen to Mother Pearson. Don't get cut off. Yeah. Don't do things that will cut you off in your early years. Yeah. Use wisdom. Take the high road. Forget about peers and gangs and, and what folk is saying. You choose the right road. It's you that will have life. Will live your days in pleasure. You will. Uh, Amen. Mm. We thank you so much for tuning in. I want to wish everybody a happy... Oh, go ahead, Pastor. Verse 25 in uh, Ecclesiastes. I, 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 if you don't mind, please. Yeah, my eyes just fell on this, and I thought it was noteworthy. It said, I applied my heart to know and to search and to seek out wisdom and, to, and the reason of things and to know the wickedness of folly, even of foolishness and madness. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. You just said something that really brought that out. Yeah. Uh, go and sit down and examine yes. which way you're going. Amen. Uh, trace back. Mm -hmm. I don't mean go back. Trace back. Yes. Uh, the, the, the errors so that you don't repeat them again. Mm -hmm. uh, because the Bible says the steps of a righteous man is ordered by God. Mm -hmm. Order my steps. If we claiming and asking God for yes. that. Yes. You know, now God will give you the power because you've spoken it, Lord. Mm -hmm. I, I need this mm -hmm. to achieve your will in my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. That I might show others mm -hmm. that there's another way. Praise Hallelujah. God. You know, us parents teaching our children. Yes. Uh, if we're out partying and drinking and getting high and doing all kind of foolishness mm -hmm. with them or in front of them, even if we don't do it with them, you're demonstrating to them that this is how grown folks live. This is how we do it. And so when they get out there, they're they're following that path. Praise God. You only get one life. Yeah. You only get one shot at this. Ponder is your life. Yeah. Ponder how you will live it. Ponder yeah. your life. Nobody is nobody's life but yours. That's good. You sit down and meditate, contemplate on how you want to live. Your Thank life, you, Lord. your one yeah, life, yeah, yeah. and guess what? You don't get a second chance at this. Yeah. You don't have. You're not going to get a chance after death or whenever to go back and undo it. You only get one shot at this, and you is your life. Everybody, like uh, I heard Pastor say, yeah, they they will they will laugh and uh, support me and and uh, exalt me right on into hell. Uh huh. Right on in there. That's head. good. That's your life. Yeah. You decide what's going to go on That's with good. your life. Really good. Because you don't get a second chance at this. 
I just want you to remember what Jesus said to the people that day that were at the Feast of Tabernacles. You know what? I'm going to say this. I watched those blood moons. Uh-huh. You know, the last blood moon, which is supposed to be a sign for Israel, the last blood moon was in 2015. Do you know what day it was on? The Feast of Tabernacles. That's when their last, that last red or blood moon was. And it was a sign. It was a sign. We needed to be watching every Feast of Tabernacles since that blood moon. Be on alert. Nothing should have caught us off guard. Because he gave that sign, and I'll never forget it. And I said, that was on the Feast of Tabernacles. That last blood moon that everybody saw. 2015. We should have been watching every Feast of Tabernacles and being on alert ever since then because that was the last sign of that blood moon, the red moon. Feast of Tabernacles. And this is what Jesus said. And you know, tabernacles mean God is dwelling with man. Yeah. He told those people, he said, if any man lack wisdom, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This spake he of the precious Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. I love you. You have a wonderful, peaceful, safe Thanksgiving. Make sure you thank the giver, the provider of not only the meal, but our life and our inheritance. Make sure you thank him. Don't leave him out. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Now, friends.